Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds podcast. This is episode number 192, entitled WordPress versus other blogging platforms. It was published on Thursday the 13th of August 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley and, as usual, a little bit of housekeeping just before we begin. If you wouldn't mind heading over to the WPBuilds.com website, you'll find a whole bunch of links across the top. We'd very much like it if you felt able to share this podcast. We produce quite a lot of WordPress content each week and, depending on where you go online, perhaps Facebook or Twitter or some platform of choice, if you wouldn't mind sharing it. If you do go on to Twitter, at WPBuilds would be most helpful. Also, if you feel like going into your podcast player of choice and rating us, we'd be most grateful for that too. Other links, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Over on that page, you'll be able to join our Facebook group, find us on YouTube and sign up to a couple of emails, which will let you know when we produce content in the WordPress space. But also, there's another list on there which will alert you when we find out about deals for plugins and themes and so on. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Another one would be wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. It's a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week, there's a ton of filterable, searchable products in the WordPress space, plugins, themes, and so on, with coupon codes. So if you're in the market for something, go check that out. Also, wpbuilds.com forward slash jobs. If you've got a job that you know about in the WordPress space, we'd like to make that available. It's completely free. Just upload the details that you know about, be that for your company or just something that you've heard about. We'd be most grateful. And lastly, wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to get your product or service in front of a WordPress-specific audience, a bit like these guys have done. If you're an agency owner struggling to grow and scale your agency, the team at GoWP can help. GoWP provides white-label services to help WordPress agencies grow, and with their pricing, it makes doing things yourself seem pretty silly. Create your free GoWP partner account to learn more about their services and get free access to resources and templates to grow your agency, like lead magnets and landing page templates. Partner with GoWP and grow your agency. And A-B split test. Do you want to set up your A-B split tests in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. The best part, it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, and the WordPress block editor. Check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Just before we get into the topic of today's discussion, which is WordPress versus other blogging platforms, I would encourage you to check out the links at the top, perhaps the archives link. We produce content. The podcast that you're listening to now comes out on a Thursday. We have a Monday news episode in which I try to sum up the WordPress weekly news. And then also we every week have a live version of the news. That's wpbuilds.com forward slash live 2pm UK time. 
I'm always joined by some notable WordPress people and we chat about the news. I honestly can't tell you who's on this week because I'm not entirely sure, but go and check it out. There's also Sabrina Zidane and I having a chat about 0 to 10k installs and we do that on a Tuesday. We are having a couple of weeks off now and then for some holidays, so just go and check it out in the archives to see where we're at right now. Okay. What about this topic then, number 192, WordPress versus other blogging platforms? Well, it's a bit of a difficult one. Both you and I, I'm sure, are into WordPress. It seems like the best option. It's certainly the most popular option. But are there better options, depending on your use case? Perhaps a simpler interface with less options is good. Perhaps having no security problems is good. There's a ton of reasons why you might choose a different blogging platform, and David and I chat about that today. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, welcome to today's debate, which is WP versus other blogging platforms, which probably is the most stupidest thing we could have ever picked for a topic because obviously this is a podcast for uh, WordPress users. So last time, Nathan, you argued the case for the uh, other side. So this time I'm going to argue the side of the alternatives to WordPress. Yes. But actually, interestingly, as we've talked about this, I kind of more and more believe in the arguments I'm going to be putting forward. Yeah, it is so, interesting. And obviously we'll go into these arguments. But before we before we press record, as we usually do, we spent close to an hour in this, actually more than an hour, talking yeah. about it and discussing what the possible permutations were and options. And, and <laughs> it suddenly actually became an actual debate as opposed to just us picking something out of thin air. <laughs> I think there are real genuine alternatives to WordPress and genuine alternatives well I say alternatives genuine moments where you might wish to deploy them um, I think really we're, we're probably becoming at this from the point of view of somebody who's just starting out often that might yeah. be something which crops up quite a lot but also incumbent users it might be interesting you know once you're entrenched in one versus the other whether there's some kind of um what's the word when you when you find it difficult to move mm. over from one platform to another that word whatever that is i think there's a little <laughs> bit of that inertia i think is the word i'm after yeah. i think inertia might cause us to uh, to stay with one instead of the other let's find out yeah, and we also, I mean, we talk a lot about the sort of technology, you know, and so that leads us into the functionality of platforms when we're talking about this. And, and really, a lot of what we're going to talk about here or argue is, is the fact what's going to be suitable as a platform for the content producer's aims, really, isn't it? That's where WordPress may not always be the perfect match. Yeah, I think. I, Go on, you carry yeah. on. No, I was, I was going to say, I'm really going to lose, aren't I, entirely if I try and argue that there are platforms out there which can do more than WordPress. You know, it's yes. really a hard one. And, and that, in a sense, is your biggest argument, I think, is the ability for it to do less, but do it well. Or just enough. It does enough of what you need it to do, not necessarily have all the bells and whistles or all the possibilities to have all the bells and whistles. And it's interesting because, you know, WordPress goes back over 15 years now. And at that time, the the rivals were, you know, I, I think similar, shall we say? They were PHP scripts, freely downloadable. Mm. Sometimes there was a there was a paywall; you had to pay to download the script. I'm thinking of something like Expression Engine going back mm. many many years. You had to pay to to use that, but largely it was free scripts, and that was that was what was available. If you wanted to publish something online, that's where you went. And then there was like an advent of things like Blogger and various other things, obviously WordPress.com. But now, mm. now there's so many really appealing services. We'll probably concentrate on one, maybe stray into two. 
but mm. they're so sublimely good. You know, they've been able to learn from the mistakes that services like WordPress have, have had over the years and build platforms which just do one thing and do it really, really well. So it is so compelling. Yeah, shall I do the platform that, that I guess the main competitor at the moment, if you're thinking about blogging in the traditional yeah. sense of it, you know, writing articles, um, maybe is Medium. So yeah. let me put forward the arguments for Medium then. So it, it unlike okay. WordPress, it, it will come with an audience there, 60 million readers there. That's the idea is that it's, it, the kind of premise of this is it brings readers and writers together in this kind of platform. So you come with a ready-made audience for something like that. And it's really easy to use. Obviously, you don't have to worry about hosting. Of course, you don't need to do that on WordPress.com. But still, this is really distraction-free. And Gutenberg has pretty much copied Medium in terms of the layout and being able to write. It's really simple to use. And it just gets on with writing, and you've got an instant audience. And you don't necessarily need to pay anything to get started with this. I mean, in fact, you don't. And you can even earn money through signing up to their partnership scheme where you can earn off the readers who do pay for their subscription. So there's a lot of benefits for somebody who's a serious writer yeah. over WordPress. It must be really demoralizing if you are a WordPress... Well, it doesn't matter whether you're WordPress or whatever, but if you are a self-hosted blogger, if you pour your heart and soul into it and you are completely constrained by the SEO battle which you're losing, in other words, you, you mm -hmm. spend ages writing and nobody comes build it and they will come well they don't you know we all know that on the web and so that that must be difficult and even if you don't surface and i don't know what the algorithm is or how it works on medium but presumably they surface content which is doing quite well but there must be some element of surfacing your content to people who have an interest in your particular niche. And one of the things that you do when you sign up for Medium, it turns out, because I did that a few minutes ago, is you have to you have to stress what things you're interested in. And then when you write content, you have to categorize it with those categories. So there's a like you say, there's a ready-made audience. And even if it's five people or two people or nine people or a thousand people, that's better than no people. And how many blogs must be out there where people have lost interest because of mm. the zero readership right off the you know off the bat so i'm yeah all immediately i'm arguing from your point of view but that is a very compelling argument and it's the reason we all return to facebook isn't it i produce mm. more content on facebook probably than anything else including my wordpress install but mm. um and the reason is the audience is there and it's the reason we set up Facebook groups and what have you, because we know that on some level, Facebook, whether we have any control over it or not, but we know on some level that Facebook is pushing that stuff at people who are similar to us. Mm. I, have, I have no insight into how, how much of WP Builds gets into your or my Facebook feed, but the fact that people see the content is telling me that on some level they're being fed it. And, mm. and WordPress just can't compete with that every install is unique and completely walled off to everything else your only friend there is google mm. and I, you know i've a couple of friends of mine have, have gone on to wordpress.com to do some blogging because they've wanted to do that and build up an audience and it's not been really good because of that audience thing i mean you know that <laughs> something which we i pretty much disable all the time which is pingbacks you know this whole thing yeah, back I to do. the early I days disable, of the blog yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of how things used to work in this blogosphere. But that no longer exists, really, does it? We're not in that world. So in some ways, Medium fills in that kind of gap, which you can't get, I don't think, from WordPress.com or .org, where you've got this kind of community just because you've set up a blog. Yeah. I don't think, you know, so I think Medium outshines that. If It's like some of my friends now. I think they would have made a mistake going to WordPress.com. They would have, you know, done better perhaps on Medium. So, so this is the surprise that we didn't really expect to happen. We thought this would be a debate yeah. with a with one outcome, and but this is yeah. it. This is the unique thing that we've discovered over the last, you know, hour or so <laughs> discussing it, is that if you're a if if you literally have no interest in technology, and they medium and their rivals do go to great pains to point out the the strife that will be caused should you dare to stray into self-hosted WordPress, you know, the problems of constantly updating things, security and yeah. all of those patches and all of the yeah. hosting costs and blah, 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 a million things that they can shout out about the problems with WordPress. There is an argument there. You know, you, you, cut, you get an audience, you've got a simple clutter-free interface, it does what you want, and it's totally and utterly free. And it kind of feels like a newspaper. It kind of feels authoritative. Whether or not it has that authority, it looks good. The The way that the homepage is organized to set out, here's what you should be looking at. The fact that presumably if your content is gathering an audience, it will automatically email those people should they have the notifications set up. It's all set up for you. It's set up to, to, um, to, to I don't know, foster your audience and... and incubate it and make it work for you and it's brilliant but yeah. <laughs> it's not mine <laughs> yes um, yes and i think this is the biggest thing right and, and and it's a thing which speaks to me on a level that i don't quite understand i've always been into open source anything and mm -hmm. and i do like the ownership of it and i fully expected that that was going to be the only consideration in my head when we had this conversation. That it's not mine, but it's not mine, but it's not mine. But when I look at those medium things, that they are compelling. Um, mm. But but it but it's not mine. <laughs> Why do you want it to be yours though? I think it comes down to, for me at least, anyway, it comes down to the the need to customize things, the or at least the ability to customize things, and. And, and I, I, you and I are both slightly different in this debate in that we, uh, what I mean is you and I sit on, on a very different side of a fence than the average user of a blog in that we, we enjoy that tinkering. We, we enjoy fiddling <laughs> with things and, and wrangling the CSS and moving things around and playing with SEO plugins and dare I say, even updating things. It's just a, an out and out joy to us. We enjoy it. And so that's great. And I think yeah. they're the reasons that I want it. I know that I can do anything with it. I know that should the hosting turn out to be dodgy, I can zip it up and take it somewhere else, take the database, put it on some other platform. If there's a problem with the way anything's working, the SEO's not working out, I can fiddle that and make it work to my advantage if I've got the time and energy. So that's why, because I like to customize things, I think. Yeah. I mean, the argument, I guess, against it is the... the you know, the simplicity of medium. And one of the, the issues as a reader is that if you have to go to multiple WordPress blogs, they've all designed them differently with different layouts. If you keep within something like medium, it's like a newspaper where the UI remains similar. So, you know, in some ways, 
the customization of it, the being looking different, can can I can also be a bit of a, a user experience issue, I think, for the readers as well. So yeah, that that, that is really interesting, and because that's one of the unique things we always bang on about in WordPress, isn't it? You know, you can customize it to within an inch of its life. You can make it stand out, be completely unique, and yet, if you are just blogging. So an example would be I, I have two sources of news that I go to. I won't bore you with what they are. But in the UK, there are two news agencies, shall we say, that I regularly open. And I am very familiar with their UI and I'm very happy with it. And the way it works is completely familiar to, to me. They are both reasonably similar but not identical. And, mm. and, and when I go to other news outlets to read their news, their UI just bothers me. It just everything's not where it should be because I'm used to this. And I think if you're a medium user and you're one of those 60 million people, which is a ton of people, by the way, I mean, so many people, then you get that familiarity and you get into the swing of things and you'll probably get your favorite authors. And and it just it's just like a little ready made community. The problem is, I say 60 million is quite big. I'm sure that some WordPress blogs will get more, have a more of an audience than that 60 million just by themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's always, I mean, what it's money is always in this, isn't it? I mean, one thing about the ownership for you is the fact that you can monetize it in any way that you choose. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, probably on your side of things but you know one of the things about the ownership this is interesting i'm sure you won't mind me mentioning it but somebody i used to follow and has become a bit of a friend of mine a guy called rob cubbon mm. is one of these people who did wordpress blogging way back in 2006 and, and that was a good time for them there wasn't so much competition he's done really well out of it and he was a big a big person for arguing the ownership of your content and WordPress blogging. But he, very, he doesn't do so much of it now. And really, some of his biggest successes have been when he started doing courses, he did it on Udemy. And that's probably where he gained the biggest audience. So it wasn't on his own platform, mm. but he was able to use that to bring them to his own platform. But I can see very much over the time with him, you know, he's gone against that kind of ownership advice in most cases, you know, the importance of owning your own content and gone uh, through other platforms and, and it's done so much for him. Yeah. And it's, also, uh, also, sorry, also things have changed as well since his time in the early blogging times. Written word was pretty much with everybody's kind of bandwidth on their uh, internet was all you could really do most mm. of the time. Now we're expecting much more, me um, you know, visual presentation so our blogging has changed doesn't it you know youtube has obviously become big yeah yeah it's time. interesting as well it just suddenly sort of occurred to me that the, the the person who you're writing for is different in both scenarios as well so for example the person who i'm writing for in wordpress well there are two i think one of yeah. them is me i'm writing yeah. it because i want to write this stuff but the other one is our audience i'm writing it for our audience whereas in Medium, there's a third person that you're writing it for, and that is Medium, uh, because <laughs> yeah, Medium yes. will benefit from everything that you do. And so there's this there's this bit that we couldn't really get a hold on in Medium. We couldn't really understand why you would want to upgrade. But it turns out that everything usually on Medium is consumable completely for free. You have an account. In fact, you don't even need an account. You just rock up to a Medium blog and you're off, you're reading it. But they paywall behind a subscription of $5 a month or $50 a year. Mm. Their most popular authors, I'm guessing, I'm guessing it would be that. I don't know what the criteria is, mm. but 
authors who have proven to to do well on the platform get put behind this this sort of paywall system. Now you can read it would appear three articles across the platform which fit in this premium tier for free each month. After that, you've got to subscribe. Mm-hmm. But um, each time you're writing, you're you're helping Medium make money, and I don't know. That just seems a bit weird. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Medium's quality... I mean, the times I've gone to a Medium article, I've now come to associate it with really good journalism, if you like, really good articles, because I think that probably is what it's known for. And I think, you know, if you're that type of person, if you were writing for newspapers and you wanted your own story to go somewhere else, you might go to Medium rather than set up your own WordPress blog or something like that. But if you're a, a, you know, a a mummy blogger, that sounds very patronizing, doesn't it? But that kind of people who just want to blog about things that they do in their daily life, I I can't imagine you would do very well on Medium for that Mm. kind of stuff. Yeah, the, 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 although the audience is there, I wonder if it would sink. But then again, it would equally sink i suppose on wordpress you know the, the only the only criteria for having a good readership is good content you would have thought and discoverability but here's another mm. argument completely mm. unrelated and and i don't know how true this may be it may be that this has never happened but it may be that it happens a lot can you be suspended from medium in other words can you can you post something which is controversial enough that your content is deemed to be uh, no longer admissible on the platform? Can you be just removed for a mistake that you made? Can you be removed from the platform? In other words, all of that goodwill that you've put into the platform for years, all of that hard work just goes away uh, for a, for <laughs> something that you did. And if so, is there a way of getting stuff out of Medium? So this comes back in a sense to the ownership argument that I made a, a moment ago, but that would be catastrophic, wouldn't it? Mm, yeah, I think. And that is the problem, isn't it, with any platform that somebody else owns? They must be able to control the content that goes on their platform so you don't get to choose, do you? Whatever it is, I'm, I'm pretty sure, we haven't checked this out, have we? But no, I'm pretty no, sure we haven't. that Medium would have to retain that right to be able to remove your content if it didn't you know, fit in with their policies as a company. Um, so I think that's true of all of the kind of you know micro blogging platforms we have out there because really there are so many when we start to bring in that as a in fact that's the big change isn't it from blogging you know we didn't you know as facebook has taken off and we've got instagram and we've got linkedin for professionals sometimes those platforms are just a lot better i've met lots of people who just write good articles for linkedin Mm. You know, because all they want to do is to attract professionals in their particular area and they live off that. What's the point in them owning their own blog? It, it just really doesn't matter. The work is just going to come in through that. But they could lose it. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I suppose we are concentrating on Medium just because it's expedient and it feels like the, the closest rival. Yeah. But you, you're right to bring up things like LinkedIn and Facebook and, yeah, Twitter. I mean, it's a blogging platform, yeah. albeit, yeah. you know, very, very short. But all of these things, yeah, you are in a sense beholden to their terms and conditions. Whereas with WordPress, I presume that the worst terms and conditions you've got to fight with are your hosting. And of course, as I've said earlier, if your host has a problem with your content, you can always take it somewhere else. You could even, if you so wish to, and you had the expertise, you could set up your own hosting environment and serve it from there. Um, yeah. caveat emptor is probably not a good idea <laughs> but um, you know you could do that so 
Yeah, it's interesting. I, just, I would just hate the idea. The perfect example is the amount of effort that both you and I have put into this podcast, you know, WP Builds. Yeah. If, if something occurred, let's say, for example, in error, I, I had some, I don't know, some pop song in the audio of this podcast and it got caught and there was a there was a, a black mark against us and I don't know what Medium's policies are. Maybe they just shut us down because we're a risk to the platform. We don't want to be sued by whoever it is who wrote that track. And we're gone. We're just dead to the internet, whereas we've always got a fighting chance. And we put in a lot of work, and you feel you'd like that work to stay there as long as you're willing to pay for it to stay there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and when we look at, well, this is a bit tricky, but if we look at things like MySpace and and Tumblr, which now is owned by mm, Automatic, mm. They're, they're kind of platforms which, have, I mean, and Tumblr maybe would be brought back to life, but it's kind of lost its audience. So you could put a lot of effort into a particular platform. There are other ones, aren't there, out there as well? You know, TikTok's becoming the new thing, mm. isn't it? Where, um, you know, to, to kind of well, rich people. Well, yeah, and that, that's mm. the thing, right? You've got... The, the the what's the word the popularity of a particular platform in time it's bound to dwindle isn't it i mean youtube yeah. has been the, the ascendant forever since goodness knows probably 15 years or more maybe 20 years i don't really know but a long time and it feels like that audience has matured and it's got bigger and bigger but it does feel like tiktok is taking a bit of a swing at its audience and it might be able to <laughs> to pull some people away permanently. So medium could be the same. You know, all it would take would be for medium version two, you know, called something else to come out, which is the same as medium, but slightly better. And somehow they've managed to get 128 million people in their audience. And all of a sudden medium goes quiet. Nobody's interested. It's yesterday's news. It's a bit sad and jaded. And so that, that one thing that you went to the platform for its audience has gone away. And MySpace is the perfect example of that. It was everything yeah. for so long. And then Facebook. Yeah. And, and, and Google Plus. Yeah, yep. Google, Google Plus. Yeah, God. it was called so Google Plus. Feels, <laughs> it feels so long ago, but it's quite recent, isn't mm. it, that they closed the doors on that? So, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, it never really took off. I mean, I, I think it's just the all of the people out there who were digital marketers felt they needed to get in early on what seemed to be a winner, you know. And, mm. and there are other ones that I've not even been able to work out. We're, perhaps we haven't done our research well enough, but Ghost is a platform which was there to, as a kind of somewhere in between WordPress and Medium. It was supposed to give you very easy, distraction-free blogging, but it, although it was, we just discovered, didn't we, together that it is open source effectively, it's generally is is a paid service isn't it that's meant meant to make everything easier than wordpress yeah like a lot of these things they have a um they have a probably quite difficult to deploy version which is open source but really the the product is is not i mean it doesn't even tout the open source it's on the very bottom of their feature list literally at the bottom Whereas something like WordPress, it's probably making that bold claim right at the top. You know, we're open source; it's yours, and so on. So it's just a different model, uh, and and you know, you, you've got a GitHub repo with minimal instructions on how to deploy it, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, it's just different. Um, yeah. So there are different but, alternatives, but I feel I I just feel they're all out the running. WordPress has nailed that space. Yeah, I think you you have to win on that one. And Ghost, it it, it caused a splash for a while. I don't know when it came in. I mean, Medium goes back to 2012. I think Ghost maybe came a little bit after that. Mm. And it had its time where people wanted to look at it. But it seems to have died. No one seems to mention it now. 
I've, yeah. got, I've got a client who's on the platform, interestingly oh, enough. But, interesting. But, what, and you have to yeah. maintain their... Uh, no, goes. I'm not. I'm not dealing with it. I mean, the, the, it's perhaps their site will come to me at some point, uh, and it has interestingly been uh, hacked as well. So <laughs> their claim oh. that it's more secure than WordPress uh, may not hold up. But I only no. have one example, so it's not fair. Here's another angle as well: is that um, mm -hmm. the the sort of the open source nature of WordPress, and I don't know if Medium forgive me medium users if this is in error but it feels to me that the open source nature of wordpress leads to some kind of understanding albeit it's a little bit vague sometimes cough gutenberg cough wordpress 5.0 cough um at least we've got a roadmap. we we know what we know what the future holds to some extent it's done out in the open it may not be what you want but we've got a feeling of what the roadmap's going to be certainly for the Gutenberg editor, which has dominated the news for the last couple of years. We know where that's going, full site editing and um, translations and the ability to do all sorts of other fun things. And that that also makes me feel good about the future of WordPress and why I wouldn't want to move away or start over there on a different system. Because I feel that all of the endeavors being put into WordPress and its community, I, just, I wonder if Medium even has a community. I wonder if people meet up in the real world uh, to talk about the Medium platform. Probably not. But that yeah. that whole roadmap and the open source nature of it is also a really good thing. And I feel that the roadmap for WordPress at the minute is is more exciting than it's been since I joined. Yeah, it, it, it's really exciting. I mean, you know, I think WordPress has wobbled a little bit. It's interesting with Tumblr because Tumblr has always been a thing that Matt Mullenweg seems to have always loved and he influenced it influenced WordPress as well, and people don't really use it. Post formats, this idea like Tumblr, where you can just put out sort of published content. So if you only wanted to share with your audience a quote, you had a format for a quote. Uh, if it's just a video, one for video, you'd have different style things. So you could just keep shoving out content like Tumblr does at the moment. So it was kind of fun to play with something like Tumblr. And that was put into WordPress. But sometimes I think WordPress loses its way because it never really took off, did it? Who uses post formats in? Maybe they do. Or maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but. I don't know. I really don't know. It's I've just got no insight into a lot of that stuff. The, and another thing. Sorry, I'm just going to hijack the conversation mm. yet again because I've got a list of things and I feel like I want to <laughs> yeah. get through a couple of them. The um the ability to the ability to to have more control over the the content that you actually create. So let's say, for example, I create a blog post. I have in WordPress really good. I mean, depending on which plugin you you opt for or how you set up your uh, theme or whatever really good options and configurability over seo whereas really i don't feel i've got that control in in go let's go back to medium let's just use that as an example mm. don't feel i've got that control there's a couple of things that you can do there's a couple of fields that you can do you can change the slug you can change the sort of description and so on but all of the modern SEO stuff, the things that Google are inventing all the time and the things that the SEO plugins are constantly keeping up to date with, it would appear that none of that is configurable in Medium. Maybe it does a lot of it by default. I don't know. Maybe the SEO for Medium simply simply comes from the fact that it's just super popular, so they don't really need to concentrate too much on the SEO. But I feel it would be hard to surface your, your individual blog yeah. post. Yeah on a Google yeah. SERP page as opposed to a WordPress one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing we haven't mentioned here is that there are, you know, the, the threat for WordPress is always coming from these SaaS 
uh, options, and Wix is one of those. And I did just look up there because I watched, I saw an article which was really interesting that put Wix as the top blogging platform should you want to get started blogging and that really surprised me because it's not known for its good seo like you're saying because most of these platforms you can't have control over the the names of the images that you put up which is good for seo and you don't get that you know the metadata on the images itself and the titles of it and and wix is very limited as well certainly with the images but it's interesting that this one article of course it had an affiliate link for wix it was the only way they could make money (laughs) so it was biased but but um what it made me do is to look up what their offering was now and it's very interesting um they are clearly going for that market because now you can and one of the new things that they've got you can import your wordpress posts into wix if you like Oh, that is interesting. What? But why w- wouldn't that dilute yeah. your SEO? Isn't that really a dumb move? I don't know. No, they've always argued, haven't they? Not very successfully that their SEO is good. I mean, it is missing some things, but perhaps you know. It, again, it's you, you're right. You're not. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to beat the SEO argument when it comes to WordPress. But then it becomes the how how important is that really these days compared to the ease of being able to manage your platform? You know, where do you want to spend your time? And I, I can see why Wix might start to pull in some people for blogging. Mm, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, certainly those platforms do appear to be growing. Their ad spend seems to be astronomical. You know, the fact that they can actually put adverts on the telly, uh, whereas WordPress, you know, have you ever seen a WordPress ad on the telly? I don't <laughs> think I have. Um, it, maybe I have. I don't know. WordPress.com, possibly. Maybe not. The Yeah, they're doing well. So they're catering to an audience for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so, okay. We've kind of cracked the half an hour point, so let maybe if we try to sort of draw it in, is there a is there a is there a perfect candidate for one platform over another? Let let's go medium versus WordPress. Let's just stick to that to keep it easy. Do you think there's a particular type of person, a particular user, where it is an out and out win to go with medium? It may be serious journalists who writing is their thing. They may. Uh, benefit because that's what they want to do and they want to read just reach an audience so perhaps for them yep i would sort of argue that people who are just beginning um, and they just want to see if they've got an audience and they just want to yes. experiment you mean i would always encourage them because of what we do i would always encourage them once they've detected there's an audience to then flip over to wordpress and carry on mm-hmm. to you know get that audience interested but yeah. you know that the battle of of seo is so difficult and if there's an audience that can be immediately gained by medium then that seems like a, a good place to start. So if, if you absolutely never blogged before and you just want to test the waters, does anybody care that I make, I don't know, plastic rubber ducks for a living? Well, let's see if there's an audience for that, shall we? Let's go write about it and find out. Uh, six weeks later, hmm, nobody's read it. Okay, let's move on. Um, that seems like yeah. a good use case for me. But my suspicion is that that medium would be rather good at keeping you on the hook. Mm. Uh, you know, they're not going to let you have your content for a start. You could mm. do a copy paste though, right? That wouldn't be so hard. But um, presumably, you know, they're going to be giving you all sorts of drip information about how your how your content is doing and how you can make it better. And yeah, what about this? And I mean, again, this is kind of drawing in, but 
we've talked about this before, we're dealing with clients and clients often, we often want to say to them, perhaps they should get into blogging because this would be great for the SEO, the, one of the benefits of WordPress. Mm. But that's always tricky. You know, a, a lot of them are more comfortable with that kind of micro blogging with making WordPress posts or Twitter or, you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, etc. They're more happy with that. And you do think, you know, uh, is there an argument, a WordPress argument to say, no, you really, really should spend your time doing that and not that? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's difficult, isn't it? The, the one thing I can say to that is that you basically don't get any help. If you've got mm -hmm. a WordPress website, apart from your developer or the person or your hosting company, what I mean is if you're this person who just pushes out content, you're on your own with WordPress. You really are. Uh, you, yeah. could, you could feel terribly isolated with that and really run to ground very quickly and have to just abandon ship. But if you're on some of these other platforms, like, for example, Medium, I, I feel that you might get some help from the platform to promote your content. And certainly the yeah. fact that you'd appear in their automated email campaigns and, you know, category emails that go out based upon the, the things that you've said you're interested in. That's that's a help. And it's more than yeah. you get out of WordPress. Yeah, it's nice and contained. And they do have some of those articles and advice about how to write a good headline and that kind of thing, you know. I mm. mean, stuff we can find elsewhere. But if, if you're part of that kind of community, then it kind of helps, doesn't it, to get that one advice from one source. Yeah, get, and, and the know. thing about it is it comes at you, I feel it would come at you whether you wanted it or not. So in other words, the notifications are all set on for Medium. Yeah. So you're going to start being hit by their stuff straight away. Whereas you're not going to be hit by any helpful stuff from WordPress, from a WordPress. You've got to go looking for it. And and often that you wouldn't even know what to look for. Um, so, yeah, that, that's another. But what about you're on the WordPress side. So mm. what I'd put to you then is if your clients were coming and they've, they're selling blue widgets and they, they really want to put content out there to reach people to let them know about their blue widgets, excluding... Would they be better, do you think, just going for micro-blogging and going for multiple little platforms that they don't own just to test out the water? Or do you think they should start with, no, I'm going to build up my domain authority by putting the content on my own site and I'm going to use? Because let's face it, anybody who's a digital marketer who is going to be arguing for you must have a WordPress blog isn't entirely using the WordPress blog as their only source to get that traffic they are using. So it's it's only a case of where you put your efforts, really, mm. isn't it? The only the only thing I can say to that is the, the only people that I know who've done really well are people who have spent masses of time creating really good content. And I don't mean that you spend years of time. I mean, literally, you, you might spend three months writing really great articles and then putting them out once or twice a month. They're, they're the stories that I hear that have out and out been successes, you know, as opposed to the, well, we mm. produced a bit of content and nobody picked it up. It feels like you can do really well on WordPress as much as anywhere else. But mm. as always, the, the quality of the content, the length of the content, the amount of research that you do, the engagement, all of that equally matters. So, yeah, if I was telling somebody the honest truth about selling blue widgets, I'd say, and this is so unachievable for most people, but mm -hmm. I'd say spend months writing really great blue widget content about every angle that you can think of for blue widgets and then stick it on a WordPress blog with good SEO and 
wait yeah. and see what happens. Because I think Google does pick up on that and you become an authority. And they're the only out-and-out -out success stories that I can dip into. You may have done really well microblogging. I mean, you only have to look at people who've got incredible audiences on Twitter and Facebook and yeah. YouTube and all of these TikTok. And, and they don't really seem to have that. But they do that. They do engage, and I think if if you're in it for the long haul, writing long form content is a win. If you're in it for like short term notoriety, then you can get away with just quick stuff, but you'll be forgotten pretty soon. Yeah, I, and I think you know, I think for clients, it's it's quite a big thing. The the more I, you know, when I first wanted to do some kind of content and put it out there, I really struggled to come up with ideas, and mm. as as I get into one sort of topic, I realize there is so much that I look for that isn't out there on the web. And I think it takes a long time for a client to realize how to look for the missing gaps. And, and if they do that, they can, you know, have some success, even without, you know, the most ingenious or long form content. They can just by finding something people are searching for right. that isn't there. Right. Uh, but I think it's too much for clients to do it. And effectively, what yes. you're giving them, if you say go into blogging, you're saying <clears throat> you've now got to try and um, appease Google and its search yes. engines. Yes. Uh, it's a really big thing to do yeah. compared to just make a mark in one of those kind of social you know, areas you know yeah it's, it's kind of more contained you are completely right there is no right answer to this it just in my personal experience the only people i know who've done like categorically certifiably empirically well in yeah. their trying to get something off the ground have just hunkered down and written a ton of content and done really well with all that yeah. so that's just personal experience but then again you know Look at all these, like I said, look at all these people who've got millions of followers on YouTube and they haven't really hunkered down except for 15 seconds at a time, five times a day, <laughs> you yeah. know, but it works. Yeah. It's just different. But anyway, I'm sticking with WordPress. You're not tearing me away from it, David. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to either. Yeah. yeah. No, we love it. But anyway, it's a good discussion, this. It went in ways that I didn't expect it to. Oh, I fully thought there was no argument in your direction, <laughs> but it turns out there is. There's lots of different arguments. And um, yeah, I think secretly, if I had a client that came to me tomorrow who just wanted to write and just wanted an immediate audience, I might tell to go to Medium. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're done, aren't we? Yeah, let's knock it on the head. Thanks for that. Okay. Yeah, bye. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Always very enjoyable chatting to David Wormsley about these subjects. I feel that he had the thin end of the wedge this week and I had the, the rather easier journey, shall we say. But it does throw up some interesting concepts. Perhaps there are times when you should be suggesting other platforms to your clients. Who knows? Anyway, I hope that you enjoyed it. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your A-B split tests in record time? The new A-B split test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part, it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out at absplittest.com. Okay, we'll be back here next week for another podcast episode. Most likely it'll be an interview. We'll also be back on Monday twice, once for the live news at 2pm UK time and once for the curated news, which I throw out at 7am. So hopefully we'll see you at some point during the week. Please join in our Facebook group, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. Join in the conversation over there and bye bye for now. I'm about to fade in. 
some cheesy music.